He's at the wheel. Ole, he's at the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel? Yes. All the way, baby. Oh, yes. What's up, everybody? Back with another episode of We Call It Soccer. That's Michael. I'm Walker. And joined with us this week is my guy, Kobe Marshall. We played rugby together at Iona College. Shout out the Gales. Just put a beat down on, I believe, Fairfield, was it this weekend? Uh, no, they played They played Fairfield in their opener, but they this past weekend, they played Colgate. Yeah, and you called that game, correct? Yeah, man. It was my first time doing color commentary, so it was a nerve-wracking experience, but I think I did pretty well. I got a, good, got a lot of good feedback from the Iona guys after they got to watch it on Sunday, so feeling pretty good about it yeah that's awesome that's awesome it was a it was a great feed i gotta say i only tuned in till uh till the first half but it was it was great while i watched and um, in addition to that we got you as a resident podcast host for 137 p.m podcast resident and writer um also host of the believe in rugby podcast and the 731 a.m podcast for 137 p.m i like that that's clever but um, you guys can find that on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast and check out C underscore two with two O's, another underscore after that on Instagram. A lot of cool content on the blog. Uh, I was checking out a top 25 Robert De Niro movies. I'm a big fan of De Niro. I feel like everybody is. So yeah. lots of cool content about literally everything on 137. You're probably a bigger fan than I am, so feel free to, you know, really tear, t- tear up that article with whatever criticism you have. <laughs> hey, um, I might, I don't know about that, but we might be, I might be tearing up Man United with some criticisms, but uh, of we'll course, get into that, of course. Yeah, we'll of get course. into that. We got the Premier League, we're gonna talk about some teams in there, some VAR controversy. How good are Brighton really? um and then our americans as always yes they are yes they are i love how they're flexing it too the brighton fans they're uh they're flexing that they're going to europe currently yeah, but, uh, yeah. you got you got to you have to like take advantage yeah. of this run because it's not gonna last they really they know like they know the fans know so i mean you it might though crazy things have happened Leicester once upon happened. a time won the Premier Leicester League. once upon a time. I just feel like a lot of teams have, we've seen this from a lot of teams after Leicester, you know, uh, this early in the year, I think, you know, so I, I don't know. I'm not sold on them yet, quite yet. I think I got to see a little bit more. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, that. you know, I feel that. Southampton I was sold on them heavy. Southampton last yeah. year, you know, first in the league, <laughs> collapsed. Everton, Spurs even, Spurs. But, um, this past weekend, Watford beat Norwich 3-1. That's going to end up being a huge game. Arsenal got their second win in a row at Turf Moor. That's a hard place to play. Max Cornet made his debut and did awesome. Uh, Southampton drew to Manchester City. Liverpool beat down Palace 3-0. It was a great game for Mo Salah and really everybody. Aston Villa uh, beat Everton 3-0 masterclass from Danny Ings great uh, debut goal from uh, Leon Bailey uh, Brian Hove Albion outplayed Leicester City 2-1 and then Manchester United beat West Ham late winner Jay Lings did it to his boys it was sad it was bittersweet unless you're a United fan and then uh, 
Chelsea took it to Spurs 3-0 as as would be expected by a matchup with Chelsea and Spurs. So where do you want to start, boys? Uh, want to start with some controversy or how how good really are the Seagulls? We started talking about Brighton, so might as well carry on, right? Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, the Seagulls are, you know, they're doing great right now. Where are they at? Fourth place? Fourth. Yeah, they're at they're fourth. fourth on 12. 12 points. It's a beautiful Four thing. wins, one loss. That yeah. that loss to Everton was weird, though, because, you know, you look at Everton's loss to Aston Villa. I feel like it, it gives credence to the point, you know, they, they may fall apart sooner or later. But for now, I, I do like Graham Potter. I like the way they play, usually set up in a 3-4-3. But the, the key is Basuma is amazing. He's an amazing player. And their wingbacks, they got like, what, like five or six of them that they could play at any time between Gross, Motor, Cucurella, Lamptey. They probably got more that I'm not even thinking of. Who's yeah. the best player on Brighton, in your opinion? Yeah, they're, they're, so, I mean, they're so... Neil Moody, he's leading the team in goals, I think, right? Is that how you say his name? Uh, Maupai, but yeah, he is leading the team uh, in Maupai. goals. And he is. Yeah. Little, little French youngin. What, is he only 23, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like surprisingly young. Um if he's even 23. 25. 25. I was wrong. I was I was wrong. Yeah. Off off by a little. Still pretty young though. I mean, if if they can get that <laughs> consistent goal scoring out of one guy, I think you know, you look back at at a Leicester team that won the title years ago. They had Jimmy Vardy, <clears throat> you know, who was scoring goals yeah. out of his, you know, butt every uh every game. So I think if they can get that consistency from one guy, I mean, that's promising. And then also, he's not the only guy scoring goals. I think they have four different guys that have scored goals for them this year as well. So Yeah, Trossard scored yeah, a nice win. I, I totally agree with that. That was their big problem last year. That was, that was their big problem last year going. They'd create all the chances, then the, they wouldn't be able to do anything with them. They'd miss so many. So if they can find someone, whether, like you said, Maupai or maybe a Welbeck, uh, come in, get those poacher striker goals that they're looking for. It could help them out big time and earn them some points that uh, this team last year would have dropped. Danny Wobeck scored in their in this past weekend in their last game. Yeah, so they got options. They're, they're solid. And then they had a decent summer too. So I, I think all things are pointing up. I, I have an unconditional love for this team. And uh, yeah. Interesting. Where does that love go? Uh, like, I'm so curious. Where does that love come from? Like, where does that the, from? Ooh, uh definitely the uniforms and the stadiums. I love the way the uh, the Amex looks. Just, okay. I don't know why. Just something about it. Like, it's so modern. Like, looking down the tunnels, the tunnels are cool. And then year in, year out, since they've been in the Prem, they've put out probably a top two favorite jersey of mine every year. So, just like just – old- And they play great football, too. I love Grant Potter. Like I, you know, the miscellaneous reasons and then the football, but uh, yeah, I think Grand Potter's a great coach and he's done wonders with this team, taking them and keeping them up, and now off to a flyer. So just the overall aesthetic, it sounds like of the club. Yeah. The yeah. So before they won these games, before the season started, you would have proclaimed, you know, you would have said you had this love for this club. Oh yeah, I was. Oh, okay. I was screaming Brighton top six. <laughs> Brighton top six. They're going to make me look good. They're going to make me look good. Yeah, you're definitely popular amongst the Brighton fans for that prediction. It's um, 
it's kind of wild that they've started this well actually i'm 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 beginning i didn't believe it at first but like with every result i really i really <laughs> am beginning to believe like they really they just outplayed Leicester. Like that was like Leicester was it wasn't like counterattacking, you know, they sat back and it was more like, no, Leicester like didn't have like a yeah. foot in the game until like really late. And you know, they, they scored a nice goal at the end after some pressure, but they got bossed for the most part. Yeah. I'll just be looking forward to seeing when they play the big guns, you know. Obviously, yeah. because who have they yeah. really played at the end of the day so far? So, you know, obviously the likes of Man United, Man City, Liverpool, all going to be on the Brighton schedule at some point. It'll yeah, be interesting to see how they how they fare. But yeah, they got Arsenal October second. That would have been a, a game against a big club a few years ago, but <laughs> not anymore. Uh, Man City though on the twenty third, I guess, is their first test. Um, and then Liverpool back to back. So that's tough. That's tough. I think they could beat the citizens, though. Like, uh, personally, I think City are, are in a really? lot of trouble. I went into the season very arrogant about the not needing a striker because it worked so well last year. You know, oh, they yeah. created plenty of chances and goals. You know, made the Champions League final, doubled up. It, uh, but now it, it looks like a real problem, especially in the Southampton game. Like, so yeah. many balls just flew across the six-yard box. And... <laughs> That's what a striker is supposed to do. Get on the end of those balls, score those goals. Yeah. They should have opened up the checkbook for Harry Kane. And honestly, like they could have got like Danny Ings. Like I'm sure if they went with a big enough check, check to Brentford, they would say, yeah, we'll get you Ivan Tooney. Like there's, it, there's a bunch of strikers in the premier league. And Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham's killing it in Roma. Uh, it, like, there was a lot of routes. Yeah. You make a good point. Like you saw Harry Kane, being linked to them, you know, in the press clippings all summer, but they could have easily went the route of a less cheaper striker, like a Tammy Abraham, like, you know, the kid from Brentford, uh, Tony. And so, yeah, yeah. I think you said it perfectly Walker. Like that is arrogant. That is arrogance at its finest to just ignore the striker position just because it worked so well last season. Like you obviously are going to need a striker at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then spending that, that money on Jack Grealish, who has been great. I, I can't lie. He creates chance after chance. He looks amazing in the city kit. He's, you know, all the English kids are going to buy those Grealish jerseys because, you know, they're, they're rolling their socks down and everything. They, they want to be Grealish. And I get it. I get why they did it. It's a marketing move, you know, yeah. but, but unlike our neighbors in, in red, their their marketing move makes sense on the pitch. It makes a lot of sense looking like the looking early on. And you know, Man City's didn't didn't really make too much sense. But yeah, you gotta you gotta like what you're seeing from Ronaldo, right? I think that's what you who you're referring to. Oh, oh yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 amazing oh, so yeah. far. Scored in every game back, home, away, Champions League, Premier League, doesn't Dude, matter. It is a dream come true. Like yeah. I could not have wrote this up any better. Four goals yeah. in three games. Like he's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's back in Manchester United. It's just I, you know, when you look at the team sheet before the games, yeah. When you see him coming out of the tunnel, it just still doesn't feel oh, real. It, it really doesn't. I don't. I don't know if it'll like. It's gonna take so long for it to just kind of be like just like all right, like Ronaldo's playing. 
like kind of how we turned into with Bruno and Pogba, but just the aura he just carries with him. Like the fans, you feel it. Like you watch it on TV, you just feel the stadium. You feel the atmosphere. You feel what he brings. And looking at all the players on the team, people have stepped up like crazy since he's come in. Like we, we know, um, Pogba looking at his assist record, Ronaldo's here, you know, he's on the best form of his career. Then you got other guys like Greenwood, who's going to learn from him. And then Rashford coming back, Sancho going to learn from just so many people. And then the connection with Bruno, it's, he just brought everyone up another level and it, the Ronaldo effect. Yeah. Yeah. You can almost like link it to LeBron James type effect in the NBA, the Ronaldo effect. Right. So that's what you expect that you expect him because that's what he's done his entire career. He's raised the level of, of his, of his teammates and of the clubs that he's played for his entire career while he's been the best player in the world. Um, in my opinion. So it's what you expect. I think that they still have a midfield dynamic that they're, you know, they still need to work out between McTominay and Fred and what they're, what exactly they're going to do there. Um, in that aspect of the midfield, but, no complaints, really. Uh, you know, Rashford obviously is going to be a big, big addition once he gets fully fit. Sancho, oh, yeah. I think, still is getting accustomed to the Premier League and to the you know role that he's going to play in this team, as is everyone. You know, when you bring in a guy like Ronaldo, but um, damn, like I can't wait for the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm ha- I'm happy for United fans because like it's it really is cool like from a third from like a neutral perspective you know all the st- like it's a story it makes sense you know he's coming back to Old Trafford he's scoring all these goals like it's awesome to see but um to your point about the midfield dynamic I feel like this goes perfectly with Brighton it you got to open up the checkbook like I, I think. Yeah. If you got to go to Brighton with whatever they want for Basuma, you just be like, give it, give us him, give us him. We don't, no more questions asked. But I feel like they're gonna go for Declan Rice for probably more, more money. Some would say he's a better player. Mm -hmm. I disagree. What what do you think, though? Who would you take? Well, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious uh, as to why you think Basuma would. Like how how do you think he would fit into Man United exactly? I think so. The thing about Basuma is he's he's very versatile, like you know how Fred was for Shakhtar when you guys bought him, but he he does a good job with Brighton. Where if they're playing a better team and he needs to sit in, he will sit in. He's really great tackler. He's energetic. He but at the same time he has an aspect to his game where he can drive the ball forward. He's had some really nice passes. Um, I forget who was against, but I believe two two weeks ago, um, they I don't know who they were playing, but he made a great interception, played a great brawl in the Basuma. I mean, Mopai. And I just think having that solid shield that you can't trust, like you need Fred and McTominay to do that job, or Fred and Pogba or two people. You don't have someone good enough to do it against a really good team where you still need to attack and probably against bad teams, you're still going to get caught out because Matic is old and the others I don't think are good enough in general or defensively. So Basuma, I think is the best bang for the buck. He's only going to get more expensive. I I really do like Declan Rice, but when you can probably pay like 30 million less, maybe for Basuma, 
Why not? Yeah, I see that. It's uh, it's. I think he kind of fits in as a that destroyer kind of thing. Like like you said, he can play a pass. He's a great progressive dribbler, great progressive passer. He can sit in, but I think he's best uh, equipped to be, you know, like a runner and a destroyer, running around like shielding side to side, getting in, like making tackles. Like when he sees an opportunity, pressing high up the pitch, and if Pogba signs a new contract and stays, if you put him and Basuma in a pivot, I think with Pogba's kind of mentality, someone who he sees is working hard, someone who he sees is willing to do the dirty work so he can roam free, he's going to give a little bit more effort in tracking back. He's not going to need to do it a whole bunch, but like if he sees something going on, he's going to be willing to make that 60-yard sprint like once a game, twice a game if needed to go and cover something. So I think... Um, and they're both athletic freaks, so they can cover every blade of grass if you needed to. Um, and just he's still like he's polished, but he's still so raw too. So he can, if you needed him to, you could teach him to be an out and out six, like learn behind Matic or whatever, like have Matic teach him something. And he could do that, but uh, I think he's best used in that destroyer role. Also, um, in terms of your destroyer role, I, yeah. I just looked up. According to Football Reference, he's got a five point one tackles and interceptions per ninety. So that's pretty that's solid. solid. Yeah. It's pretty solid tackles. He's got three point three per ninety, and that's ninety second percentile in uh, all midfielders in Europe. So that'll wow. that'll It'll do be- the job. That'll yeah. do the job. What were you gonna say, it, Kobe? It, it always. Just uh, makes me a little nervous when you know big clubs bring in players from smaller clubs because you don't know how they're going to handle that limelight playing for a big club. You know, so that would be that would be the yeah. main thing that I'd be concerned with, um, as opposed to a guy like Declan Rice, who's obviously played with top tier teams and uh, in his in his playing career so far. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think it helps, though, that he does have that uh, Premier mm. League experience, of though. Course. Like, kind of, like, softens the blow. Because I definitely see where you're coming from. And, like, comparing him to someone, they're not the same type of player, but, like, a Tonali. If he came from Italy to the Premier League, would his uh, time to adapt take longer than Basuma's coming up to a bigger club, like a big six team? So, like, stuff like that you got to think about, too, if you're the director of football. So, I love that point. Like, it, that's that's really true. Yeah, that is a good point. And to that light, would you guys ever look into Pierre Emil Hoiberg? Or you want, as United fans, would you prefer to keep it younger? I'm sorry, who? Pierre Emil Hoiberg, uh, six yeah. on. Oh, Spurs. Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hoiberg. Yeah. Yeah. Some um, more you know what? I like him as a player. I like. I like him. I don't think he's what he's thirty. 31 20, 28 so still on the right side of 30 so but up there yeah i would be um if they I, I would have no issue signing him i mean he's a guy that i think and can do a lot of things from the midfield position um for manchester united and i don't think we really have a player like him you know matt titch is he's definitely you know a little too old i think to be to be uh, serviceable for us at this point, um, so I, I I would I would love Hoiberg at, at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, 
the like like you said with Matic, he's getting up there in age, so his legs aren't there. Like he can't if you're playing him once a week, that's gonna be a lot on him. And then United play in four competitions a year, every year. So I would prefer to get someone younger and then, you know, split time with Matic and then kind of like whether it be McTominay or Fred, like kind of do a little rotation and ease him that young in and bring him in to like take over full time. But like you said, he offers something that we don't really have and uh, he'd slot right. Oh, so you're a Manchester United fan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Had me think you're a Brighton fan, you know, I wasn't sure. (laughs) no, no, I, I yeah, just would think. I was like, there's no way he's a Brighton fan. <laughs> I've never met one here to, to that point. I've only met Arsenal, United, a few other city fans here and there. One or two Chelsea fans. It's only the big club, you know. You never see someone supporting a small club over in the States. I had a really good I had a really good buddy that's a uh, Newcastle fan. Oh, oh no way that's, cool. yeah, that's edgy like big big <laughs> big like big newcastle fan too like Jeez. die hard i respect which wow. is pretty cool <laughs> yeah that is pretty cool no i like i like newcastle as a fan base they kind of remind me of the eagles you know outside of 2017 you know just kind of consistently poor you know we have some bright spots some good players here and there but <laughs> you know um Anyway, I feel like the uh, the Hoy Bear talk, good segue. Um, we're going to talk some signing of the seasons. Um, who wants to get us kicked off? We, we all got three players that we think have been this, you know, signing of the season so far. We'll see how they uh, continue to play. Only been five games, but who wants to take the first crack at it? Kobe, our honored guest. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. As the top player in the uh, top signing in the Premier League, I would say. Obviously, my opinion, still a top three player in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, exactly what Manchester United needs. I think if you talk about what a team needs and going out there and getting that from the team's perspective, that's what they did with Ronaldo. You needed that striker. You needed that guy that's going to score goals for you. That's what you were missing. Uh, too many games last year ended in draws. Uh, I, th- I think we had the most, we were up there with the most draws in the Premier League, I, I believe. And games that Ronaldo would have obviously made a difference in, a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo. And just, the, you know, watching him score in his debut, you know, hearing the fans, you know, see, I mean, that just gives you goosebumps, like yeah. straight, straight goosebumps. But in terms of what, uh, just being what the team need, doing what the team needs you to do right out the gate. I, I think he's just – I don't think there's been a better signing so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Ronaldo's one of, if not the best of the summer, and he's proven it. Just And especially for his price tag, too. Like, in today's market, you get Ronaldo for $25 million. Right. Just exactly. Crazy. What about yeah. you? No, I agree. He's he's definitely the best. He was the first name I wrote down on my list, <laughs> but I have more, so no worries. Uh, Faye, you want to go next? Yeah, um, I'll stick with the striker position. I'll uh, I'll go Romelu Lukaku from mm. uh, the Chelsea Lions. Just him going back home. You know, obviously not as uh, prominent of a return as Ronaldo to United was, but he's back where he started. 
uh, well, not where he's, but back where he uh, first left from. So, and Chelsea with Werner last year, they thought they had that pacey striker that could get in behind, you know, rattle defenses. And his movement was there all year. He had great movement, but he had no final product. He had zero final product, and he honestly became a meme. Just everyone was making fun of him, and he, he just couldn't live up to the price tag or to the club badge. And then bringing in Lukaku, someone who's an out-and-out goal scorer, back to goal, just he'll muscle you, he'll outrun you, he'll make you look like a little girl run next to him if you try him. And, uh, oh, CC Ben White. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just – and he's facing an instant impact goal within his first 15 minutes uh, on his return and just really solidified that very young and very promising Chelsea attack with the likes of Havertz, Mount, Pulisic, Adoy, all those guys up there. Now they have that veteran presence up top that uh, is going to help him in training, but in the games too, like if they ever get nervous or something, they've all been there and done that. But like any little time they get rattled, like he's there. Like, he's that solid figure. He has his hands open, his seat ready to get the ball and calm things down. So I think he's been a big addition to this Chelsea side. I like that pick a lot. Did you guys see that clip of when I think he was in high school, maybe? Uh, of him going to Stanford Bridge and just looking out over the field and just, like, imagining like himself. You guys didn't see that clip? So he was, uh, like, uh, at Stanford Bridge on a school trip, and the, the videos got him, like, looking at the field and the – professor teacher comes over and is like hey we got to get going get with the class and Lukaku's like no I, I want to stay here for a bit I'm gonna play here one day and the professor's like nah quit daydreaming he's like all right you'll see it was it was yeah, that's it awesome. Was awesome that's yeah. amazing he, he was literally like yeah you'll see you'll see oh, I love that yeah again with the storylines like you just you just love to see it you know Ronaldo yeah. coming back to OT 16 uh, Lukaku making his dreams happen. That's the thing. Like, you know, the first two times around, he didn't get it done. And now, you know, he's, it's like a monkey off his back. You know, he's coming back. He's going to set things right. And you can tell he just, he just looks happy. I'm happy for him. And also, um, Faye, your point, you said, you know, he puts his hands out, feet ready, calm things down. That's a big thing. I think he's added to his game to the, maybe the Man United version of Lukaku that people remember his hold up play. And, you know, uh, crazy. It's, it's amazing. He just, people just play balls off him all the time. Like it's, it's really amazing. He's got a XA of, um, 1.49 hasn't netted anything yet. I think when Christian Pulisic comes back and takes Mason Mount's spot, yeah, I said it, it's going to happen. He's going to score some goals for him. And um, y'all see that, though? Mason Mount got yanked, yanked at the halftime for Kovacic. Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Um, they, they, they needed to drop deeper. Spurs midfield was kind of boss in the game. Uh, Mason Mount dropped deeper, couldn't really get the job done. Uh, Kovacic made an instant impact. Yeah, no, no, no. Subbed him on for Conte. Sorry, Conte got subbed on. Kovacic started. But same same kind of sub, you know, hold, holding mid, very energetic, good progressive passer. Not Mason Mount's MO. Not necessarily pool six either. I just think he's, he's just a better player, though. I would argue that they're different positions or they're different types of players. Yeah. I yeah. think you're not going to expect Mason Mount to do the things that Pulisic does on the wing, even though we've seen, uh, I guess, him do that occasionally. But I like Mason Mount a lot as a player. I've always been a big Mason Mount fan. 
Um, I think he's really special. Yeah. He has a huge future out of him. Huge. And last year, I think, you know, it would have been, it would have been easier for Pulisic to get in the team because they, they often play two up top with Mason in a, in a 10, but now they're doing uh, two holding mids left forward, right forward, then Romelu focal point up top. So I, although they do play different positions, I feel like they're kind of competing for the, for the same minutes in this Chelsea side, at least when they're both healthy. Cause, cause Havertz is, you know, I'm not going to be crazy. Havertz got to be on the team. He's too yeah. good. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The dude's a beast. Speaking of beasts, great segue. I'm also going to go with the striker. I'm going to go Danny Ings. Uh, ah, you he's took got, mine. Ah, sorry. I had to go Danny I'm sure I took Ronaldo from one of you. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, I mean. He, oh, also, to Big Ron, PFA, player of the season. He's going to he's gonna put up wow. like 30, 30 stats in the Premier League. He's going to – I I have money on Chelsea to win the Prem, and he's going to be why. But Danny Ings uh, – Two goals, two assists in five games. He's had a stat in every Premier League matchup except versus Chelsea, so no shame there. Um, he's doing just Danny Ings things, scoring big penalties, big goals, and uh, his last assist, though, to Leon Bailey. Did you guys see that? No. Uh, two people closing down on him on the right wing. It, also, that's another part of it. He drops deep. He gets involved everywhere for Aston Villa. He's he he's kind of taking up that focal point spot that Jack Grealish left behind. He's doing a lot in the buildup, but he was on the right wing, gets closed down by two guys, somehow just pings a moonshot other side of the pitch. Bailey takes it in stride, just takes the laces off it. He it, it, he actually said post game he pulled his hammy because he he hit it so hard. But um, <laughs> man, Danny Ings has been doing great, so I gotta I gotta go with him. And uh, it only makes sense because he is who Man City should have signed instead of. Oh, how nice would that have been for Man City? Oh, it, and he's such the perfect prototype player to just just throw him right into a pep side, and you're good to go. Exactly. Just, oh, City City dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, it would have been nice to see from the neutral Premier League fan. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it looks like Man City might not be as involved in this title race as people might have think, thought. But I mean, um, yeah, like where are the goals coming from? Where are you exactly. going to get the goals at the end of the day? I don't know. Especially against Nobody other else. big sides. Yeah, nah, I don't trust it. <laughs> Jesus is a winger, and he, Pep knows that at least. <laughs> he, he doesn't so. like being a backup to no one. That that's an all time aging. Honestly, quote. can we see can we see Liam Delap? I know he's young. Why not? I know the last time he played, he kicked someone the goalie straight in the face and got a ridiculous red. But passion that was a legend. Um, we will be right back with uh, our other two picks after after some words from the sponsors of this week's show. Poland Springs Water, the finest, crispest, most delicious water. You can find in North America, bottled and shipped out of Maine. This water is clear, tastes like you're drinking straight out of the river. I cannot stress enough how much this water means to me as a Northeasterner. And I suggest everyone gives it a go. Poland Springs never cheats out on the quality and always makes sure that you are hydrated. Make sure to get your gallon of water in a day. Don't skimp. Water is important. 
and make sure that that gallon is pulling springs water. What's up, guys? Back at you. Thank you from those lovely words and those lovely edits by our lovely editor. Owen could not join us today because he was in transit from uh, back from the Northeast, Texas. Godspeed, Owen. Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, all right. I guess we'll snake it up. I'm going to take somebody that I think you guys won't have on your list. I hope. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm going to take Connor Gallagher. English okay. midfielder, yeah, um, yeah, Chelsea to Crystal Palace, doing bits over it uh, for Patrick Vieira, two goals, one assist, and four. Um, he's just electric on and off the ball. He runs around a lot. He presses high, like really, really high. But then he'll drop deep to sit back in the in the block. You know, he he's a great creator, and hopefully, Patrick Vieira can keep his job long enough to integrate. Michael Alice, uh, young young French signing, and Eberichi Eze when he gets back healthy. Uh, you know, get Ayu, Benteke, get them all out of there, get the young guys in, give Vieira the time. Gallagher is going to be a big part of why Crystal Palace stay up. And if Vieira keeps his job, why that happens. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys like Connor Gallagher? You've been, you see, you've been watching any Palace either? You? I, I do like him. He he looks he he reminds me of and I'm not saying like skill obviously but just play style and like what he's willing to do. He reminds me a lot of Bruno. Because you know you see Bruno like chasing stuff down, you see him dropping deep when he needs to, you see him going after things and then obviously his offensive production needs no explanation and I see a lot of that from Gallagher. Like you said he's willing to press, he's willing to drop back and just he he really works, and then you couple that with his just natural talent, and then his obvious progression. He's going to be a stud. It's it probably will end up costing Palace a pretty penny if they want to keep him. But I, if he goes back to Chelsea, that's that's a crazy young attack. But luckily for Palace, they got him locked up till June. Yeah, I've heard um, rumors that he's a little like not. I guess people don't think he's quite ready for a big call up to a big club or to the national team quite yet. I mean, he's 21. Yeah. But for somebody that is willing to do the things that he does on both attack and defense, I think is really impressive for a young kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's needed on a team like Palace too. Cause like, uh, it's not like, you know, United or a city where like, you got like uh superstars, like all that stuff. Um, nah, palace, blue collar, hard working club. Like you're in the eleven, you're gonna run. Like you're gonna work. You gotta work, and he fits that bill. And he that that kind of tenacity and just energy fits any club in the world, from League One to La Liga to the Sunday League. Uh, that you can always <laughs> use that. So I really do like him a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know, for those of you doubting this, maybe you know, go go check out his uh, his heat map on uh, on Sofa Score. That's that's the app we like to use, but it, it is literally all over the place. He is he is doing it all for for um, for Palace at the moment. And to your Bruno point, he definitely plays like he knows he's the best player on Palace. I agree, though. Not ready for uh, not ready for Chelsea. He's not good enough to get on the Chelsea side. He's great at, at Palace. He's great for Palace club like Palace. Maybe a tiny step up. Go to Everton, cheeky Tottenham. Arsenal. 
Tottenham, yeah, and, and Dombele looks to have uh, fallen out with everybody at the club, so <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Um, all right, Faye, you're next. Uh, you, you said it. Uh, Everton, their new guy, I don't know if his uh, 100% goal conversion ratio is still up, but uh, Damari Gray, oh, my God. The, what an impact he's made um, last year. Uh, you guys all know that I was, this team goes as James goes and James is going. So that wouldn't not spell good news for this team, but the Gray came in and gave them a different type of attacking outlet. Um, gave them someone who's pacey goes at players, you know, and can pick out a pass and has that final product. And, just kind of a dynamic that I think Everton has been lacking sort of, I mean, they have Richarlson who I think is, you know, like he's an in-between, he's like an inside forward type of guy. And just, but I feel he's more of a nine and then Calvert Lewin, who's a great nine. And they were just missing that kind of pacey dynamic type of player. And I think they found him in gray for a steal from uh, Leverkusen, I believe. So I, I really like him. I think he's he hasn't adjusted or he's adjusted really fast. So good for him and good for Everton. They found a really good piece to add to this, you know, growing squad that hopes and has uh, European ambitions, whether it's Conference League or Europa League. So I think he's going to help him out a lot this season. You think he'll be featured in the starting eleven more times than not? <sighs> yeah, I think I think of he's playing his way into it. You know, um, I get if, you know, they're leaving him out like like we've been talking about for the adjusting period and all that kind of stuff. But I think come, you know, a boxing day, he's going to be one of the first names on the team sheet. I think he should be one of the first names on the team sheet. So uh, I, I I love him. He's a really good player. <clears throat> nice. Well, that would I that would yeah. usually mean that. Sorry, that would usually mean that he's like, He's probably displacing, uh, what? Richarlison on the left, or are they are they are they rocking a four four two? Are they rock it because they did the three at the back that worked somewhat well for a few minutes. I, I, he he displaces someone. He displaces Michael Keane probably from the third guy in the back line, uh, or maybe keeps Ben Godfrey out, something like that. I see it's because he's. So like I'm looking at uh, <clears throat> excuse me, their their last game like against uh, Villa, and if you just wanted to plug him into this lineup, he he started at a at like a, a center kind of attacking position, but if you wanted to change that up and put Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, he could slot out wide, replace Awobi, who I think's been starting a few games for Everton this year, and. Uh, Townsend, I believe, is normally the other guy out there. And I think he's definitely better than uh, Townsend. And I'm not really sold on a Wobie. I feel like I definitely think Gray is has the higher potential and maybe more risk, but definitely more reward. So I don't think he displaces one of the big two, though, no. But like you said, it does come down to whether Rafa chooses five at the back, four at the back, 25 like whatever he wants to do it seems like he doesn't even know so that's going to be a telltale sign yeah i don't i don't think uh townsend's as 
good necessarily, but I think he does the he does the hard stuff better. You know, he'll he'll drop yeah. deep. He you know he played at Palace. He's used to he used to getting dirty. The dirty work, yeah, yeah, used to it. The Man United killer that guy is. I feel like yeah. every time we play <laughs> Palace, he scores. Just, just yeah, and they're always like crazy good goals too. Like they're not even yeah. like these little tap ins. Like oh my god, he kept like. Damn, like real uh, okay. Fucking like, screamers from 30 yards out, upper yeah. 90. And every time I think of his name, I go to the other Manchester club. His goal against City, the oh. it was the first time volley from like 35 out, maybe, and just yeah. found the oh my god, it kissed the underside of the bar. And just crazy. He he's a he's a scorer of great goals, not a great yeah. goal scorer. Yeah. Talking about screamers, uh, I just remember the Premier League posted up Danny Rose's debut uh, goal, I think, in the Premier League for Tottenham. And what a screamer uh, that was. I don't know if you guys got to see that. Yeah. It was like I the typical that. left back. I don't know if he was playing left back or left mid that game, but it's coming up from that position. First time. Boom. Like literally 35 yards out. I no, I really do feel bad for him. I, I kind of feel bad for Norwich because like at the end of the day, like you're banging your head against the brick wall playing the way you play. Like you gotta, you gotta adapt some way, somehow. You can't just keep yeah. doing this. Yeah, they'll figure it out once they go down again, and then come back up, and then go down yeah. again. Maybe that'll that not. Maybe that'll set it in a couple more I think, pro rails. I think Fark will leave for a club that will give him money. It's replaces Potter at Brighton when he goes to a big club. Ooh, that could be the. That could be the, yeah, that could be the domino. Um, who's your last one, though? You said Christian Romero misses out. Who does he miss out for? Didn't I have to do two? Oh, I thought he did three. He did three? Yeah, I think he did. Lukaku, Damari Gray, and Veron. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm, I'm, no, I'm lying. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> perfect, not so perfect segue into America. Hey, he didn't have a World Cup, but like for people who, who are going to watch them, Holland is just so physically dominant. And I, you know, we have Lukaku, but I think it's just like a whole nother level. I, I, I don't, I don't like maybe since R9, we haven't seen somebody that's like this physically dominant and just bullies defenders. Like nobody can keep up with him. Nobody can hang on to him. It's, it's really just not fair. But Greenwood really might be the most skilled out of all of them. It, I'm I'm kind of sad that Ronaldo came in because I, I I look at some of these you know some of these penalty shouts that Ronaldo has. You know he he is unreal in the box positioning wise. He is cool as you like finishing. He's gonna score that pen when you need him to do it. But um, I feel like Greenwood would have scored some of these goals. I I just that's just me. I feel like he would have stayed up and he would have fired it far post, but. I don't know. He could be the best. Maybe Bellingham too, dude. He because he's still so young. He could grow like another three inches. Like we don't know. And then boom, he's the English Pope bullying people. Uh, I, it's it, like the crop of like it, the term gets thrown around a lot, but the generational talent that we have right now, like just coming up, that it's twenty two and under. If you go old twenty three and under, kind of crazy, like you don't realize how many of these like world-class players are 23 or younger and already have accomplished what they accomplished. It's, 
the future's in great feet, you know? So I'm excited. It is. And on that note and the note that zoom is about to kick us out. I feel like that is a great bow tie to this wonderful, you know, generational pod for generational talent. Uh, we got Man United, USA, you know, Brighton, bunch of stuff. Kobe, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Hey, guys, I love this, bro. Like, you guys are awesome. You're so fucking knowledgeable about this. Uh, it was a blast. Definitely, definitely had a lot of fun. So, thank you. Yeah, we definitely need to get yeah. you back on again after, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, big United result. Get some... Get some angry rants in here. I feel like you got it in you. We just got we just gotta get you at the right time for the for some United drama. Um, <laughs> last last thing I'm gonna ask you before it kicks us out. Finally, I hope we get a good sound bite. Or Ollie out long term. Ollie in baby.